0: Hello and welcome to 20 Cent Retails Podcast, I'm Vincent Panels. Today my guest is Phil Jody, a writer, keynote, startup advisor and a guy who follows retail technology for quite a long time already, I'm not going to say his age, that would be impolite, but he has agreed with me to chat about retail robots and how the trends are evolving and what do they do, etc, etc. But I will not leave you hanging too long, here is my chat with Phil. Good afternoon Phil, thank you very much for coming and being here.
1: Good afternoon, uh, Vincent, and uh,
0: pleased to be with you today. Me too, because today we're going to chat about uh, retail and uh, robots and uh, what the robots can do for the different parts of the logistics and also in sales, uh, in, in the point of sales, uh, what are the different functions. Uh, maybe let's start with, with that question. It's a, it's an easy one, I hope. Uh, what? can robots do basically? For which functions do we use them in a point of sale, for example?
1: Of course, uh, automation is, uh, is becoming uh, very important because the COVID, one of the consequences of the COVID has been to, to tell to the retailers that uh, they had to focus on, on the customer experience. That means for sanitary conditions. Uh, that means uh, after all this uh, period is over, uh, ensuring that uh, people will come back because everyone is not ready yet to have uh, everything delivered and, and, and purchased online. Uh, there's still a lot of uh, square meters everywhere and a lot of jobs involved. So, but uh, in the meantime, automation became uh, really crucial. So you can find uh, robots uh, at many levels as you said inside of a store um, there are different things uh, cleaning uh, detect the spills help to carry stuff uh, count products uh, detect the uh, out of uh, stock uh, the, 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 the mispricing uh, as well so there are many uh, things to do in a store uh, I, I won't in, uh, include uh, the, the checkout, automatic checkout, even though it's not really robots, but it's really uh, becoming uh, very uh, big uh, and, and deployed, uh, not just by Amazon now. So uh, it's also something very important in a warehouse. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, you can see. Uh, there's so many supply chain companies now, Geek Plus, Ocado, uh, Fabric, Takeoff, you know, it's like a, a long series, not just robotics company doing robots and trying to make uh, revenue selling robots, but startup coming with uh, an objective, a goal, a specific uh, uh, task that they want to, to perform. Mm-hmm. And now it's uh, it's becoming big and it's, it's crucial because the increase of the e-commerce uh, is... Uh, you know, brings those investments really mandatory. And of course, uh, the delivery, uh, I met with um, um, uh, Starship uh, in 2017, uh, because I jumped into the retail really in 2015 and working for a a well-known retailer, uh, family of retailers, uh, well-known in Belgium. And so um, uh, right away, uh, robotics came, you know, uh, the, 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 the the out of stock detection uh, and the, the delivery. Uh, so I met with those company. Uh, even speaking about um, the hospitality, how what robots can do inside of a store, uh, I, I met with a guy from Aldebaran in uh, in 2009. Uh, it became Nao. It now it's part of uh, SoftBank Robotics. But so so uh, robots have been uh, in the retail for a long time. Now. Uh, you know, there's uh, the adoption of, of robots. The the validation of, of it, uh, its efficiency on the technology point of view, on the financial point of view, it takes a lot of time and sometimes it can involve a lot, a lot of money, especially on the warehouse. So,
0: okay. So, so if I understand correctly, robots can do a lot of different uh, tasks, uh, as you mentioned in store, and also in the warehouse, and, and even for deliveries. Um, and companies, sometimes they don't have a robot, or I expect they, there's not a robot yet that replaces a human that can do basically everything. Robots seem to focus on a few tasks only. Uh, specific time. task, Yes, of course. Okay. So, just well, there's a... Task.
1: Yeah, 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 there's a company like Brain uh, in the U.S. that was uh, more like, uh, you know, on the, the, the cleaning type of robots. And now they are badger in the U.S. as well. Now they want to do the out-of-stock with the sort of a robot they adjust, they adapt, you know. Uh, so it's it's some people, you know, having VCs, uh, you know, backed by VCs, they want to kind of... Uh, uh, have uh, the, the 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 budget uh, you know the forecast uh, very pleasant for for the investors and sometimes they can pretend things especially on media uh, maybe paying media sometimes that they can do more things but make- I, I think it's it's i mean it's such a hard job to 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 have a you know a, a full solution ready to go and, you know, uh, not just a, a solution that works, you know, on the technology point of view, but also uh, a technology you can sell. Uh, because the pricing, you know, uh, you have to think about the PL of the of the people you're talking to. That's why Bossa Nova didn't work out actually, because uh, after some time, you know, uh, to pay more than $10,000 a robot, you know, per month uh, for, uh, you know, a, a benefit that was not really proven, then you know retailers are stopping. You have to find the right pricing, and it's something that you have to define from the very beginning.
0: That, that's actually a, an interesting point, and and I'd like to get into that more in details. Uh, you do mention that that Bosanova, which is a famous case that that a lot of people know in the industry, uh, which was kind of stopped, but. Uh, we have to work and think of it as it's an industry which is being uh, constructed right now, still doing some trial and error at at some points. Is this why in the US you have more robots perhaps than in Europe, uh, which are being deployed for the moment? Or is it the wrong perception? Because I have the perceptions that I see a lot of them being developed in the US or sometimes Asia and less in Europe, because maybe we are less thinking of trial and error.
1: There are different factors, um, and uh, there's no hierarchy here, but just uh, different uh, factors. The the business and the technology culture is more mixed in the US, and uh, it's uh, I mean the. You have less IT company uh, making the decision for, for retailer. Walmart, Kroger, uh, they don't need to have uh, consulting companies to, to, to tell them what they have to do. Uh, I know Walmart since I moved in the Bay Area. Uh, by that time, Cosmic uh, became Walmart Labs, you know, and, and they tried everything. I was meeting with a bunch of uh, startup working in the retail space, and they all worked with Walmart, you know. They, they were trying everything. Uh, everything they could with the data, with everything. So uh, it, it's, it's more uh, part of the business. Technology is more part of the business in the U.S., obviously. More integrated uh, into the, the decision-making somehow. It's quite easy to, uh, to reach um, a VP of uh, engineering, a CTO, a CIO uh, in, in the U.S., and we're not talking about the same kind of structure of, of, of businesses. Uh, there are, I don't know, how many uh, how many regional retailers uh, having a billion, more than a few billion dollars in revenue. So it gives uh, more opportunity, you know, for um, a technology to be uh, adopted and and to to be uh, to be tried. Um, there's less also um you know questions uh, across you know robots are replacing people and the impact of the union uh which is uh you know when you talk about robots in in europe it's like you know everyone is scared you know why ah, you want to uh, you want to uh, replace people by robots this type of things you you can hear uh, all the time and uh, you know in many countries it's not uh, it's it's general so all these are really uh, uh, problems to, uh, to 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 develop uh, easily uh, this type of business in Europe uh, than uh, it can be in the U.S. Because yes, of course, in the U.S. it's a large territory, uh, uh, big numbers of of potential customers, and uh, obviously uh, there's. That's why you see the except the, the warehouse thing uh, because the warehouse now is developed a lot in Europe and uh, yeah, Ocado uh, have been quite uh, successful um, and even some of the French they have a, a company in this uh, in this segment so uh, it seems that uh, it's not so complicated before uh, let's say the 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 the, the Bossa Nova case it's quite quite difficult
0: so for install robots is 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 uh less less, uh, indeed in, in Europe than in, in that sense. But, but uh, as you mentioned, there are different uh, aspects and different parameters to think of when you want to implement uh, a robot in a warehouse or in a point of sales. Um, you just mentioned a little bit on the uh, personnel that is sometimes a bit scared to see robots taking over some of their tasks. Mm. Um, there are probably other parameters. Maybe let's just uh, check a few of them on what to think of when someone or retailer wants to implement a robot in his thing. Is cost still an, a big issue to put a robot in a, in a point of sale? Is, does it still cost like a nuclear submarine or, or does it cost a bit less?
1: I'm going to make the answer mentioning uh, the design as well. I think if you think about if you have a good knowledge of the of the robotic industry what robots can do Mm -hmm. and also how you can scale such a company that means that you have to think about the design if you want to have a robot running in a store you must think about the design Uh, when you see uh, the bossa nova robots uh, the zpd uh, which is uh, based in um, south america uh, the robot developed by a German company, which is uh, right now at Ocean in Portugal. You know, those are massive. Uh, and honestly, uh, it, it, it's scary because it's, uh, it's really uh, uh, the way it moves, you know, and how fast it can move and how it can behave in front of a customer and associate. So obviously, this is something that you have to think from scratch, from scratch. And uh, that's that's quite crucial. And Simbi uh, definitely had uh, a, a specialist of robotic design uh, as a co-founder. And, and you can see that the, the, the robot is not a problem at all. And uh, just just a fact. So you also so need to d- think of the design, just not to course, of course. Of okay. course, if you want to put a robot in a store, you know you have to think about the design, the behavior, uh, how it moves, how it looks, how it communicates, or not and uh, how it's uh, the the kind of feeling it provides to the to the customer especially so that's crucial and back to the return on investment you have to think about which market you get into Uh, the objective is is uh, to to know the business you're addressing to know what is the pnl of a store uh, what is the efficiency of a store you know how much uh, your a retailer is making and and what is the uh, the value of of, of uh, the, the the problem you are addressing for the retailer? What is the cost? So, of course, if you want, uh, when you know that the, the the for instance the out of stock represent on average five percent of the revenue of the store, and then you come with a, a robot that costs more than ten thousand dollars a month, it, it won't work. It will never work, obviously, because you know for the warehouse, obviously the return on investment is more kind of a long-term thing and uh it depends you uh, you know you it's about the capacity of the retailer to invest in the long term and so on and so on but when you come to uh like cleaning the floor uh, detecting the, the 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 out of stock the, 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 the price execution and stuff you you, you must really think about about the pricing that will fit with the problem you're addressing for the retailer. And this has to be thought from the very beginning. You're not coming like with a... you know, uh, a, a robot you're going to find on the market and you will try to, to adjust it. You know, I, I, I think it costs still a lot of money. And when I speak about 5% of the revenue of a store, it gives you an idea of, uh, you know, the limit of, of the cost that you can ask to retailers for such a solution. So it's very crucial because you have to scale your own company. But you won't scale if you are too, too, too expensive. And that's the lesson And uh, I think uh, Bossa Nova uh, learned, unfortunately.
0: All right. And, and because you just mentioned it on, on you have to think of what does it do and everything. Can, uh, when it comes to a robot that is doing some, some cleaning and everything, it's obvious if it's clean afterwards, then you know it's efficient. When a robot is doing um, price checking and checking if there's out of stocks uh, left and right, can they check everything? Can they really see uh, all the shelves, all the type of different uh, uh, window placement and, in a store or are there limitations today in the technology?
1: So speaking about the, the grocery stores and, and computer vision, because obviously uh, for the Decathlon, for instance, uh, uh, there are some robots in the US uh, counting the product thanks to the RFID and the RFID antennas. So in that case, you, you make a full inventory, you know, where the products are. So it's quite easy. Computer vision, it's a different story. And, but right now, the limitation of, of computer vision is, is um, quite surprising. I mean, um, it's... Uh, What's difficult? Of course, you're not counting products, you know, it's a lie to, to pretend uh, you're going to count uh, the, those robots. They won't be able to do the fiscal inventory because you cannot count the box behind the box behind the box. But now, thanks to uh, different uh, uh, technology you can use with 2D and 3D, you can have a quite precise uh, idea and, and, and picture of, of what's on the shelf. Uh, reading the price tag um, guessing um, by sub segmentation uh the, the the product which are related and having a precise idea of, of the of the facing it, it's it became a uh, quite an easy task to do and uh, there are several companies uh doing uh, doing that obviously uh, uh, it's proven that Simba uh, has uh, leadership on that. Uh, there are more than a uh, hundred robots running, so it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's for some reason. But uh, the only thing that are limited so far is uh, when you have to evaluate the volume, and when you have uh, what we call in the industry the coffins, uh, because. Robots is reading uh, through a certain angle, but uh, they don't have a lens have... that uh, okay. it, 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 it probably will be fixed in the future, but uh, those are the the, 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 the the only limitation you can have. So you can easily scan 80% of an hypermarket uh, nowadays with computer vision.
0: 80% with uh, computer vision, so that's quite, quite impressive. Um, I'm going to be a little bit naughty and, and do like devil's advocate in the sense that a robot can do this checking, but can't also uh, cameras do the same things if you place cameras intelligently in your store?
1: Shared cameras uh, are not that precise. Shared cameras have to be uh, set up. How can you cover 80% of a big hypermarket? market? With shelf cameras, do you imagine the number of shelf cameras you have to put everywhere, uh, and how much it will cost? So I think there's no question about the efficiency of of, uh, shelf cameras compared to robots. A robots which is doing um, in few hours uh, eighty percent of an hypermarket. There's no comparison, and you know shelf cameras cannot catch. A certain angle, the distance, and stuff. So it 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 can be a, a, an addition to a to a system uh, with a robots you know, doing the job. But uh, honestly, except if you just want to cover a certain category of product inside of the store, which are the the, the, the because of the of, of their gross margin or because of, you know I don't know what. Uh, but th- there's no. There's no comparison, honestly, uh, and it's definitely uh, not uh, su- supposed not to be a, a, a competitor to, to robots in, in that case.
0: All right. So, if I understand correctly, when you put a robot in a store, you have to think of the design. What does it? What tasks is he going to do? His competition is not really into cameras because cameras are not as efficient. Um, one of the questions then that, that comes to mind is, robot basically is uh, a friend or a new addition for the store personnel for the, the humans, as humans can then, I would expect, concentrate more on the customer's experience because this is, seems to be a trend that I hear in the industry, take away some tasks that didn't be automated, but then that allows personnel to do something else. Is it something that you also work on or that you Tell to your customers.
1: Now, nah. you know the, the, the question of, uh, of uh,
0: the replacement of of uh, people by the robot. That's your question kind of yeah i'm just saying that it's not replacing people it's just more enhancing the customer's experience thanks to uh, the presence of the robots so that...
1: obviously obviously uh, because that's that's something yeah, that you can hear a lot uh, but those people they don't talk to people using robots or they haven't seen a robot uh, leaving their store for some reason and now they have to go back to the way they were dealing with this business uh, before i mean if you observe people you know working in a store you can see how tough it is uh the, the one of the big issue for retailers is is uh, the the inventory to really figure out what's the inventory where it is and um uh, And you're running all the time. Uh, It's such a life thing in store, you know. And and so you have to control if the products are uh, at the right place, if they are on the shelf, the price. Now they put more and more um, uh, electronic uh, labels, which are really not so efficient. So you rely on technology and, uh, and in fact, you still have the problem, but you, you don't see it because, uh, well, uh, that's another story. So, I mean, it's, it's crucial uh, that uh, in this period of time where the e-commerce is becoming so important that you, you still... Uh, be able to increase to maintain the productivity of the store, to increase the productivity in the store and and there are very, uh, uh, you know, uh, painful tasks like, uh, you know, to transport, you know, product uh, all the time, uh, or to do this job, you know, the comparison of, of what an associate can do to, to check uh, the, 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 the missing product on a chef and the robot, it's, uh, there's no, it's, it's no comparable. And, and so this is really um, uh, uh, still complicated to, to convince retailers to switch to a more automated uh, uh, manner of doing their business. But it's crucial because at the same time, uh, we we, we haven't stopped talking about robots, but uh, we're talking about data, in fact. Uh, The robot is just uh, the way that you capture the information. Okay, we understood uh, and we discussed that. uh, That's the the, the crucial element uh, to have the the, the more accuracy and uh, to have the more uh, product you know uh, uh, captured uh, in the shortest period of time but actually just data and, and and so it's it's so important to have the information about how a store is living you know as what's the, the, what's the shelf intelligence? Uh, ecosystem in there, and how do you manage the use case? How you, how can you improve a procedure? How can you, because you always have to adjust. You know, uh, there's always something to, to, to change uh, the, the 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 shipping uh, of products, the, the 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 pricing. You know, it's it's managed by by people. There's always uh, so many uh, room for uh, mistakes, but if you capture. Uh, all the data I was mentioning, and uh, on a daily basis, you know, it's going to change your life because you really be able to, not necessarily to uh, increase the revenue, uh, but uh, not to lose too much of your revenue because you have a, a store which is more organized because you can really manage. The, the the replenishment more easily uh, because you can uh, localize the product inside of the store and it's gonna help the the Instacart of the world you order to go yeah. uh, more quickly to the product. All those data, it's it's dozens of use cases that can really help uh, the store to become uh, still the 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 essence of retail and and uh, where you you will uh, a little bit understand what's inside of, of, of that uh, black box because, uh, you know, retail has always been managed like, uh, you know, with a, with a pen and a, and a, you know, piece of paper and okay, let's do it. You know, uh, uh, there's a home improvement store where I'm staying now, which is uh, doubling the, the size and uh, they still, uh, they still sell the product and uh, it, it, you can see the people, they don't feel that they are in pain or they used to have this constant change. But now you really have to be more aware about, you know, how the product, you know, uh, is, is, uh, is staying on the shelf. And all, all, all those information um, have been quite handled so far uh, by the brands, by the CPG. But you can even now monetize, and that's what the, some big retailers are, are doing in the US. Uh, they have the capacity to to monetize the data they capture, and uh, you know it, it can can help to cover the cost of uh, some solutions.
0: Yeah. So so that's actually an excellent point, and 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 I didn't have to ask the question as you you do mention it very well. The fact that robots is is the way you capture the data, and actually afterwards is how to use the data to make your retail or your, to your supermarkets and your stores actually more efficient and take your, your good decisions. But uh, before we come to the end of the show, uh, I wanted to chat with you uh, about failures. Uh, it's not a fun word, of course, but uh, uh, you, if I understand correctly, have a lot of experience with failures, having seen a lot of startups fail in the Silicon Valley. Of course, you've seen some succeed, but uh, maybe just talk about your latest project, uh, which is uh, a podcast and almost mm-hmm. a book, if I understand.
1: Yeah, yeah, so two things. Well, first of all, I was a CFO. So when I moved to um, to San Francisco and uh, scouting technology for corporation and stuff, uh, you know, I, I've always been uh, having this background, you know, and, and you know, amazed by some entrepreneurs that I met in the past, but also sometimes quite, uh, you know, a little bit uh, wondering uh, why there was such a hype thing for this company or this other. So this is not, uh, it could be like uh, two hours of talking, but um, um, the company, uh, the French company Magellan, proposed me to, uh, to make a documentary about the, the, the failures of uh, the biggest failures that uh, uh, you heard of in, uh, in Silicon Valley with uh, Terranos, uh, with Juicero, uh, Google Glass uh, and some others. And so uh, I was pleased to tell those stories, you know, it's about eight minutes uh, every episode and, and uh, it's about one company and what you can learn from, uh, from, uh, from this failure and uh if, because now uh i've been heard many times that everyone can be uh entrepreneur which is the uh, the biggest bullshit uh, i've ever heard uh because actually uh what 90 95% i don't know of startup are failing uh, and that's 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 the reality and um, i've been working uh, besides uh you know entrepreneur for a long time and i can tell you uh it's not always easy. Uh, I even saw very uh, dramatic uh, moments for for some people. Uh, so it's uh, it's uh, it's a podcast I was pleased to do with this company, and uh, it's uh, it's uh, you can try the, the the first seven days are free of charge, and uh, you can find me there. And uh, the second uh, project you were mentioning is. Uh, while I was uh, living in the East Bay in Emeryville to be precise I, I, I saw the train coming because it's the train coming from Canada for all these uh, the big uh, uh, big things which are moving uh, across the US and so there's a train uh, that comes from uh, that goes to uh, Chicago uh, from from California and uh, so, so I decided you to do to a country okay yeah, yeah, almost, almost. So I decided uh, with a friend, he's a photographer, to do um, a, a trip from uh, uh, so San Francisco and to be precise to New York. So it's four days and three nights, and uh, I used the uh, the all the the, the, the materials that have been written in the past on the Journal de la Silicon Valley of stuff and uh, giving some of my. Uh, idea about this technology and at the same time i wanted to be a discovery of, of this country through the pictures of uh, taken by my friend not just uh, pictures of me but uh, pictures of people we met and uh, he has his own story uh, there's uh, there are the, his own stories behind my story and so uh, it takes some time uh, because I'm not a, a writer by profession and I'm quite busy with what I'm doing. But um, I hope to release it. I will, I will, I will uh, finish it for sure. But uh, this is the second project. All right. I'll let you know. I'll let well, you know.
0: Please do let us know. And uh, as soon as it is uh, out, I will gladly share it with the audience of uh, Tunisian uh, Retail as well. Um Phil thank you very much for coming and talking with us about robots and your latest projects and I hope to talk to you soon. Thank
1: you for having me
0: and uh, good luck. Thank you. Bye bye. Well, indeed, that's all from us, and uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Don't hesitate to get in touch with uh, Phil. You can always reach him via uh, LinkedIn, uh, via his profile. He's uh, always answering quite quickly and quite promptly. Uh, And as usual, for my part, if you want to get in touch, don't hesitate to write me an email. I also invite you to check out the website, 27retail.com, for more retail stories. And join us next week for a new episode. In the meantime, thank you for listening.